This is Influencing Insider, the weekly webinar that interviews Australia and New Zealand's best journalists about how they like to work with communications professionals. To view our complete library of episodes and register for the live shows, head to influencing.com forward slash insider. Hi and welcome to Influencing Insider. I'm Mike Woodcock, your host for this episode. Today's guest is Tiffany Dunk, Deputy Editor at the Australian Women's Weekly. Tiffany joins us today to discuss lifestyle content, how to get in touch and best practice for sharing stories. For those that are new, welcome. We'll take questions during the episode, so just enter them into the chat box to the right of your screen and we'll do our best to get through as many as possible. In the meantime, welcome Tiffany. Hello. Oh, where have I just Sorry, my camera seems to have turned itself off. That's no fun for anyone. That's fine. <laughs> Which is back on, that's fine too. If uh, if we just go with audio, that's fine. Okay. I can't work out now how to turn it back on. So you've got me on audio. Apologies. It's probably for the best, guys. <laughs> no, that's fine. Thank you, Tiffany. Um, so I've given you a quick intro. Um mm-hmm. As, as Deputy Editor at the Australian Women's Weekly, which is probably underselling it a little bit, could you just describe what your role entails? Yeah, absolutely. I think like all of us in these um, crazy post-COVID times, our roles have grown to um, be so much more than what they started out as. So um, I am the Deputy Editor of the magazine. I look after all of our lifestyle editors and writers. So um, I have a huge amount to do with the back of the book and all of our lifestyle content. But in as well as that, I also um, write and edit upfront features. So it's kind of a really nice mix because it means like sometimes a pitch might come in for a lifestyle feature that you think, oh, actually, that's something a lot bigger um, and vice versa. So it's kind of it sits quite nicely. Um, in addition to that, I also edit all of our one shots. Um, a one shot is a brand extension magazine. So we might have, for example, um, a Royals magazine, or we do a series called Icons. We've just finished a, a magazine called, um, it's the first one we've done, Australian Women's Weekly Good Health Guide. Um, so speaking of lifestyle content, we do do um, lifestyle content within those one shots occasionally as well. Um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's that's quite a fair amount of ground to cover. So are there any particular topics in in, in particular that you're, you're interested in? Anything that catches your eye? Yeah, absolutely. I think obviously um, we're always looking to celebrate female-led um, enterprise, female-led um, companies and brands. Um, community, I think, again, it's just something everyone's so focused on in the wake of the pandemic. Um, we love to tell stories of communities who've banded together to solve a problem or um, somebody who has started a business that's solving a gap we have a initiative we run each year called the women uh, australian women's weekly woman of the future awards um where we celebrate young women but we also like to tell people um tell stories of women of all ages i think that's essentially what it is and i don't know if i've just made that really broad or (laughs) if that's helpful no that that's 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 spot i mean the the clues in the title of the of the outlet of course um if if what what sort of timelines uh, do you work to for for submissions for people getting things to you? 
Sure. Look, I think the earlier the better. Um, I always say as a monthly magazine, we work three months out, but obviously that's not, you know, there there is some time on either side. Um, for example, as I speak today, we are literally sending the last pages of our September issue to print and we're starting to work on our October issue. So if you think of it in that way, I mean, that means you'd have to have a really compelling pitch to come in and get into the October, October issue at this point because we're pretty well planned for it. Um, so if you sort of think three months out, that's roughly it. If there's something that's uh, newsworthy, breaking, um, exclusive, can't miss kind of opportunity, then obviously we'll juggle that around to make sure that we can get it in. So so what would make a good pitch? What would catch your eye? You said um, it would have to be a good pitch. Look, I think it's the basic, isn't it? Have understand <clears throat> what you're looking for. Um, I think nothing drives a journalist more insane when than when they get a pitch saying, I'm writing in for your X section, which doesn't actually exist in the magazine. Um, so I, I think just a basic understanding of the content that we run and the pages that are within the magazine helps. Um, case studies, imagery, imagery is key actually, because, um, you know, if you can, sometimes you can get the best um, written pitch in the world, but if there's no imagery to go with it, or if you can't visualize what it might look like, um, that makes it really hard to get across the line. So I think, um, you know, brief pointed, um, including all the salient points and knowing that it's, I guess, knowing that it is actually going to an audience who might be interested in, in, in reading it. You know what I mean? I know probably, I've, I've never worked on the other side outside of journalism. I've never worked on the PR side. So, you know, and I understand there's probably a certain number of pitches you might need to do, but it's just um, you, your inbox can get so bogged down that it's really easy to quick delete, click delete. Mm. Um, it's not sort of targeted in a way that really fits with you. So closely targeted uh, and ideally with photos or imagery attached um, and, and a case study if there is such a thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, like each pitch is different and, um, you know, it would depend on what it is. But I think, yeah, as a starting point, just really think like, where would this sit within the magazine? Is there even a place that you can see this sitting? Um, identify that place. It might not be where it ends up, but at least it, it just shows that you've thought about where it is that you're pitching it for. And then anything that you can show visually or or in words, you know, like I think that's super helpful. So, yeah, it's a bit of work. <laughs> homework that um i imagine it, it um, just very straight away yeah could you describe your 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 audience for me I, I find that um if we understand our audience it's way better to sort of target a pitch a little bit more closely yeah absolutely look i mean the the women's weekly it's a very broad mass magazine so we we don't have like, you know, we won't say, oh, our reader is Sharon, age 55, has one child and works in something. It's That's sort of not how it is. But it is predominantly female. Um, I'd say we are 45 plus. Um, I think we've been getting some figures through saying that we're picking up in the younger demographics, but I don't want to quote that in case I get my hands slapped by management for <laughs> quoting an incorrect figure. Um, but we're the most widely read magazine in Australia. We get... Um, we cut through across all regions. We've got a really healthy um, rural and regional readership base. Um, high percentage of ABs. Uh, and people who are looking for, I think the, the, the hallmarks of a great weekly 
edition is it's quality journalism, um, beautiful pictures and touches on all the various touch points that are important to our reader. Um, so, you know, we like to have a bit of news, a bit of zeitgeist, a bit of celebrity. Um, when I say celebrity, I don't mean celebrity gossip, but like kind of well-crafted, thoughtful celebrity profiles. Um, there's a big emphasis on health um, at the moment in the magazine. We really um, have expanded our health offering. Um, and yeah, just something that is, is gonna be applicable. If it's not for you, it might be for your daughter, it might be for your friend, it might be for your grandchild, it might be for your mum. That idea of a magazine that you pass around and it, it educates you about things that are relevant to someone within your world. It's such a it's such a brand with with so much heritage. Mm. Um, so so I, I understand why it, it, it is quite as broad as, as it is. But again, at the same time, there there is a definite sort of target demographic mm -hmm. audience. Um, Juliana asks, are you interested in product announcements and, and reviews, things like home appliances and so on? Um, yeah, sure. Um, we are definitely interested in that kind of stuff. I guess um, we have a homes section where we occasionally touch on that. Um, our food director, Frances Abdul, Abdul oh, I can never say her last name, so I'm not going to even try. Um, Fran is a great person to get in touch with that. She does a page called Quick Bites, and that's the sort of place that you would cover off anything new and innovative. Okay. Would we best, would we best sending that directly to Fran or, or sharing it with you and Fran both? Oh, look, share it with both of us, but definitely keep Fran in the loop because it's much more likely that she'll be able to feature something than I would. Okay. Would, it, would we be able to just, while we're on the topic, just grab your email very quickly? Absolutely. It's um, Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y dot dunk, D-U-N-K, at our media, A-R-E, media.com.au. Email address. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And we'll pop that pop that up in just a moment. Mm -hmm. um, Kara asks, "What uh, stories and angles are you currently or are currently on your radar, and, mm -hmm. and what sort of standing out for you?" I think you said health. Yeah, we have quite a large health section. Um, background on that: when a lot of magazines closed um, in twenty twenty at the start of the pandemic, one of those was Good Health, which. Um, we have quite a large cross-share audience with, so we offered their subscribers. We'll bump up our health offering um, if you'd like to keep your subscription but move it over to the weekly. Um, it ended up being really popular, so um, we have a dedicated minimum three features plus a news page each month. Now I've forgotten your question. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, it was it was more what sort of stories and angles are currently on your radar and, and are standing right. out at the moment. Well, yeah. we're into the Christmas season, which seems absolutely scary that we're heading in that direction, but we're working on those sort of back end of year um, features. So anything that relates to that kind of season, I think anything that might have any kind of um, news angle attached. So if there is, for example, oh, I'm trying to think of a for example now, and I can't think of one. Um, any new local businesses, um, women who have done amazing things. Um, uh, food is a big staple in the magazine. That would be Fran again. Travel is obviously having a huge comeback at the moment. So yeah. we're 
of our travel coverage. Um, and that's something we, you know, we've been focusing so much on local for the last two years, but we're starting to expand that into more international adventures. But experiential things as well. I think it used to be that you would do one really long form piece on one destination. Now we're trying to cover off a variety of experiences. Um, so if there's a trend um, that you can attach it to, like, and again, I'm struggling to come up with a concrete example right now, which is, That's I know, not helpful for you guys. You know, whether it's a, um, ugh, I'm trying to think of an example, like a learning experience. You know, people love doing those sort of learning holidays. So it might be um, you go and you learn how to cook or you go and you learn French or or, you know, you learn about Indigenous culture or whatever it is. The sort of tapping into that, um, it's good to have a niche aspect to it because otherwise if it's too broad, that becomes difficult for us to cover. To focus um, in and, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I can't tell anymore. But, yeah, I guess it's that idea of finding a unique selling point that's going to make it, um, it, it interesting for the weekly. I've got a quick question here from Cathy Gunn who asks, who would be the best person to send ideas for a Christmas gift guide? Christmas gift guide, you can send those to our market editor. Her name is Paige Lee, P-A-I-G-E, Lee, L-E-I-G-H. Um, all of our emails at the company follow the same format as mine. So, so first name dot last name at aremedia.com.au? Yeah, correct. All right, thank you. We'll, we'll try and put um, uh, that email up uh, uh, afterwards as well. Deanna Knotts asked, would a significant story on long COVID be of interest with a with some research um, attached to it? Perfect timing. We're working on a story on long COVID at the moment. Um, our new, we've just got a new lifestyle director who looks after beauty and health. Um, she has got the most ridiculously long email. So hers <laughs> is, um, oh gosh, her name is Eva Maria, which is hyphenated. So E-V-A hyphen Maria, M-A-R-I-A, um, dot Bobbert, B-O-B-B-E-R-T, at rmedia.com.au. But she's literally writing that piece now, so you couldn't have asked at a better time. Okay, thank you. That is that is good timing. We will try and put that email up as well. Um, we've also got a question from uh, Mariel Colleen. Is there a day or time that's best to send pictures? Not particularly, no, because we are a monthly. I think it's, uh, the, you know, it's not like you're in the morning trying to generate your news list or anything like that. I can say that generally on a Wednesday morning we have our weekly writers meeting. So it's um, great to get in ahead of that if you can because um, if not it might just, if you email on a Thursday or Friday, it might end up sitting around for a little bit. Having said that, I know that I'm quite reactive and if something comes in after the news meeting uh, that I think has legs and has got some urgency to it, I will sort of I sit right across <laughs> the, the partition from our editor-in-chief so it's very easy to grab her attention. Um, yeah, but in terms of no time of day, I like, not particularly, no. Okay. Um, Sorry. I, no, I I, having said that... Um, okay. Maria, if you're interested in pitching to her, she works Tuesdays through to Thursdays. So those are the best days to grab her. Tuesdays to Thursdays. Actually, I can share some some uh, research that we've seen. Um, apparently, the best thing to best time of day to send out a press release is at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. Oh. That's just averaged out across the entire APAC region. 
makes sense because, you know, you get to work on a Monday going through all the spam that came in over the weekend, aren't you? And by Tuesday you actually feel like you've crossed some stuff off your list and you're ready to start looking forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not by a lot, but, um, yeah, apparently that's the best time. That's what I've been... I'm constantly pitching out to PRs trying to get things across the line, so thank you. I've learned something too. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so we're, we're getting to the, towards the close, so if anyone has um, email or questions they'd like to share through, please go ahead. Um, do you prefer email or phone follow-ups from, uh, from, from pitches? Um, I, I'm happy for either. Um, what drives me nuts, and I'm sure it drives a lot of people nuts, is if someone calls you immediately after sending an email and says, I've just sent you an email. I'm like, great. Um, but, you know, I think like everyone, we're also inundated with, um, with emails that are, you know, constantly inflowing. I really don't mind a follow-up. So I sort of always say to people like, you know, feel free to follow me up if you don't hear back from me. Um, and I'll, you know, a follow-up can sometimes actually prompt me to um, pull my finger out and do if it's that, you know, because I, I don't know about anyone else, but I've always got like a thousand emails sitting up that I'm like, oh, I'll get to that, I'll get to that, I'll get to that. So a little prompt sometimes um, goes a long way. But yeah, probably email, I'd say. But don't be afraid to pick up the phone. I don't know. Neither, neither really. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So so to sum up, if we're sending out a pitch, we need mm -hmm. to make sure um, that we've read the magazine, we understand what those... Mm -hmm. What the, what the content in the audience is. Mm -hmm. We need to understand exactly which section of the magazine we're, we're hoping to, to have this appear in. Mm -hmm. um, we would want to include a photo. Mm -hmm. We would want to make sure that we're giving you as much lead time as possible, ideally three months, unless it's brilliant and on fire. Mm -hmm. um, and you're open to follow-ups either through email, although mm -hmm. don't hit send and then send another one saying, did you receive the first one I just sent five seconds ago? Um, or, or a phone call, that's fine. Yeah, either or. Like I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I'm pretty flexible like that. And I do try and get back to people because I understand, you know, having freelanced for some time myself, I understand how frustrating it is to just have dead air or radio silence. So the only ones I tend to not get back to are ones that I can just see instantly or a no for all of the reasons outlined or if it's sort of a, uh, I guess that's sort of sometimes, isn't it, with new product? If you look at it and go, oh, I don't have anything for that. If it's an idea that's a bit bigger, then yeah, I'll tend to get back to you. Thank you. There's been a, there's been a couple of questions around um, uh, specific product specific pitching. Um, um, so I think we've just sort of covered off what makes a good pitch generally, which I, I think is probably the most appropriate. Um, there's been a couple that talk about um, technology and digital um, digital type content. Is yeah. that is, is there a place for that? Are you the best person to share that sort of content with? Things like here's, a, here's an app that does something in particular or we're looking at digital well-being. Would oh, we send that to you directly? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if it's something, you know, <coughs> more health one, then absolutely send it to either myself or Eva Maria. Um, I, I work really closely with her. We meet every fortnight anyway to share ideas and, um, you know, I sign off on, on the section. So, you know, I if I think you can send it to me if you don't get or or to ever or to both of us um that probably wasn't particularly helpful um but yeah no there definitely is obviously um our readers are interested in in technology and um apps and ways to life hacks ways to make life easier 100 percent. 
Perfect. Um, we've we've I'm aware that we've gone well over our uh, our fifteen minutes that you've oh, very okay. kindly set aside for us. Um, yeah. I do have one question that I do like to ask everyone, um, yeah. and that's: Is there a piece of content or a storyline that you've worked on um, that you're especially proud of? Something you can look back and go, I'm, "I'm very proud of what we did here or what we achieved here." Yeah, actually, I can. Um, I've got many, many, but this one, I think, um, again, it came from just a general phone call with a PR. Um, uh, who was doing some stuff for a charity called Threads Together. Um, they're a not-for-profit who um, was started by a fashion, someone from the fashion industry who just saw what huge amount of waste there was in terms of clothing and so, and then how many people need um, need that clothing, but also, you know, like when you, when you turn up to shelters or when you, um, really need it, you're just given this horrible bag of hand-me-downs, like the idea that someone could go in and pick something that's brand new that they like, that the, that is their style. And so she garnered um, support from all these different Australian designers who donated a ton of stuff. And then they service vulnerable communities, um, women in need. And yeah, it just started off as this little, like, can we write a little tiny thing about it? And it turned into a five to six page feature, which got, you know, we met the people behind the charity, we met the women that it was helping and it just made me cry when I was talking to everybody involved, which was probably not terribly professional of me. But, um, you know, it, would ju it just was such a beautifully told story. We got an amazing, I say that as I've written it myself, um, it was such a no. It was such a it was such a beautiful story that resonated with so many of our readers, and I think it was a case of you know someone just coming and saying, "Hey, I work with this. What do you think?" and a little bit of brainstorming back and forth, and it ended up being like, in my opinion, my humble opinion, one of the best stories in the mag that month. That's that's great. Thank you for for sharing. I, I like I like all the things that I, that uncovers. Um, uh, is is there an online version of that story that we could share out at the end of this? Um, good question. Let me find out. I'm actually not sure um, because, yeah, this is the oh, this is the other hard thing that's a bit different about the weekly as well as we don't actually have our own website. So um, many moons ago, um, before we were our media um, Bauer Media amalgamated all the brands onto one hub called Now to Love. Um, so we don't have direct we're not directly um creating our own content for the web if that makes sense yes. Having said that our digital team the digital team there will contact us each month and say can we run x y and z and i feel like i pushed for this one to go up because i i loved it so much so i will find it if it's if it's there i will find it thank you yeah if you could share that with us that that'd be great and we, we'll certainly share it with the audience um, was there anything else that you were hoping to touch on that you would would love uh, our our audience of marketers and PRs um, uh, to to know about your role? Um, well, I guess they, oh, actually, that's probably the only other thing I, I haven't mentioned is while we're a print product, the weekly is far beyond that. We run quite a few events. Um, we have a television show we do each um, each year with Channel Ten called. This, um, uh, Christmas with the weekly um, we do a couple of other specials as well and I think going into that more um, you know there are opportunities outside of um, just mad although the magazine is still you know obviously a hugely important part of the brand great okay thank you so much for sharing that um, and and thank you so much for your time today I, I very much appreciate that okay.
I should also add that photograph is like 12 years old from when I was the editor of Dolly. So <laughs> it's, it's, if you're envisaging that's what I look like, it's not. We, we don't have to update anything if that's if you want us to leave that we can we can leave that <laughs> no that's okay i don't think i've had a headshot taken for quite a while so all good <laughs> same all right thank you so much tiffany i really appreciate your time thank you thanks everyone thank you all right bye 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 now thanks for joining us on insider today that was lifestyle with tiffany dunn if you'd like to re-watch this episode you'll receive an email with a link to the online replay shortly to access previous Insider episodes, simply sign up for free at influencing.com. Now, if you would like to also keep, keep up with journalist movements and contact details, please email me at mike at mediaconnect.com.au and we'll be in touch. We'll be back next week speaking with Chris Griffith from The Australian on technology and business. I hope to see you there. Bye for now.